Mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them, too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants, and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours, too. We hear you, and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the the Mamahood. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Mamahood podcast. It's been a while, and we're so excited to be (laughs) recording together, and we want to wish you guys all a Merry Christmas because Christmas is here. It's crazy. (laughs) It is. I cannot believe that is already Christmas time, and... What a year. Like, I just want to pat us all on the back for even making it to Christmas. We just all just give ourselves a round of applause. (laughs) But I also feel like we all have this, like, false hope that 2021 is going to be something completely different. It's going to be different. (laughs) Have you seen that meme that's like, I love that for us. I love that when the new year hits, <laughs> everything's going to change. We all think that. I love that for us. I love that for us. I, I truly do. I know. <laughs> so hard because we do. So we all right for us. Like, good for us. Like, it's, everything's going to go away the second January <laughs> one hit. <laughs> I love that it's just going to get worse. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. That's why when people keep talking about it, I'm like, dude. This could be just like the tip of the iceberg. We don't know. I know. I know. I know. But hey, we're supposed to be like bringing joy to people. <laughs> I know. I am hopeful for next year. I'm very hopeful for next year. <laughs> what else can we be after this year? It has been crazy for sure. It has. There's no way. Last year when we were talking about Christmas, we would have known what was coming. Yeah, but sure. we are so excited to bring a little Christmas cheer today, um, as well as some really important updates on the future of the Mamahood and the podcast, and even some updates on Aubrey's company, Anya. So do you want to sure. kind of start this off? We'll just up, do a little update. Sure. Yeah. So as you guys have seen, our, our episode's um, they've still been coming, but we haven't recorded together in a while. We we haven't done this. Like it's, it's been a while since we've caught up. So we feel like we want to just catch you guys up on where we're at, where things are going with the new year. Um, so as you guys know, I run um, a mental health program called Anya. And I have just felt this shift of focus like that is where my focus needs to be. And so Um, Me and Marin have talked a bunch about this and just kind of figuring out the best way to serve moms in general. Um, I'm very kind of narrowed down to that mental health aspect. And Marin is just like a killer, does a killer job at podcasting and writing and doing all things mamahood stuff. So as the podcast keeps going, you'll see bits and pieces of me here and there, like probably more like once a month. And then you'll also be able to have more people come in. And you'll just see a couple different changes, but you'll still see me a little bit here and there. And there's just so much 
good and exciting things in the works and to come. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Starting in January, things will be shifting a little bit and you'll see me come on for like an Anya episode once a month where we talk all things mental health. Um, we kind of just, both me and Mary have felt like that's a topic we did forever ago. Um, but we felt like it resonated with so many of you guys. And we just feel like that's the direction we want to go with. Like that's um, kind of where we're at and where it's going. Yeah. Yeah. So the mamahood is going to be a little more simplified down and we'll, that'll be more, you know, like revealed as the year comes about, but Aubrey and I are going to be working together kind of as strategic partners where she's going to be heading up kind of the Anya side of things with the maternal mental health. And I'll, I'll still be heading up the mamahood stuff. And we're hoping that by working together um, and bringing Anya to the mamahood podcast once a month um, that we'll be able to continue to help more moms with mental health and um, we'll also have the opportunity to have other co-hosts on the podcast. And so we haven't quite worked out like who's, who, who that <laughs> those people are going to be, but it's, it's all really exciting. And um, as the new year comes around, you're going to see like a lot more um, consistency with the episodes and on over on our Instagram page um, the dot mamahood and, um, continue to see a lot more over on the Anya Instagram and, um, everything going on with Anya as well. So really, really good things to come. The podcast is here to stay. You're still going to hear from both of us, um, a lot, and we're just going to be kind of heading up those two things, um, kind of separately, but together still, if that makes sense. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> oh, that was perfect. It'll just be, it'll be something that will be exciting and you guys will, you guys can stay tuned and there'll just be a few changes here and there, but it'll just be for the better. So you guys will love it. Yeah. Awesome. So definitely just stick around, keep listening, keep subscribing and um, reviewing the podcast. It helps other people find it. Um, keep coming over and finding us over on Instagram and finding Anya and, ref, you know, like if you know of moms who need a circle of moms around them or need help with mental health, um, we're, we're here and we're, we're gonna continue and, um, right. Fingers crossed that 2021 <laughs> like we're saying, is gonna be a good year. <laughs> I love that. I mean, 2020 was looking really good. And then I got hit by a semi truck. So I know when you say that, and it sounds like you're like, it's not literal, but it's actual literal. Literally, she got hit by a semi truck. Well, 2020 came in like a semi truck. That's what happened. Oh, well, that's not even funny. We're going to talk about that later. Oh, you got to laugh. Oh, you got to laugh. It's not funny though. I don't like that story. <laughs> so I'm scary. over here laughing about it while Obs is like sobbing about. I'm still not over the it. The semi. I'm okay. gonna make her tell you guys that story because it's insane. <laughs> but first, we haven't done fails and wins in a long time. Can we dive into those? Some Christmas edition. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. <clears throat> well, I have a list a mile long of fails here on our show. <laughs> I love this. 
I have like code words here, code words, keywords. Yeah. It's like train, poop, angry Santa. So which, which do you want to hear? Oh my gosh. I know. I'm like, give me the best one. Um, I will just say that for a win, this is going to be a win for OBS to me. Well, that makes no sense. But essentially, I know last year I was kind of a bah humbug on like the Santa thing. I was like, I don't know if we're going to do Santa. But we, about this. we are like full on. Like we are the most, we, we, we love Santa. <laughs> I was shocked last year when you were like, we're just not sure. And I'm so glad you came around. I, here's the thing. I, I totally respect people's opinions who are like, don't want to do Santa. All I'm saying is for us personally, we came around because our little guys just started believing in Santa just on their own, kind of. And then we were like, oh my gosh, this is really fun. And you can still have a very Christ-centered Christmas and do Santa. That's all I want to say about that. <laughs> um <laughs> Hobbs is just laughing at me. But we have been kind of having fun with the Santa thing. I will say, if you have little ones listening, maybe this is a good time to maybe skip ahead or put in headphones or something. But it's just been really funny this year because it's the first year that my four-year-old is like, his. he's like wrapping his head around the whole Santa thing. And he asks like a lot of questions. Like he's, he's like wants to know the logistics and you know, Hudson, he's very like analytical about things. So he just asks like so many questions about Santa. And it's just been really funny to like answer the questions because we just cannot take ourselves seriously. And so like, there are just times. So we were telling our kids to go to bed and we were like, you got to go to bed because you know, like you got to be good because Santa comes when you're good. Like he's good. When you're good, Santa comes. And Henry was like, so if we don't go to bed, then Santa is mad. And Dallin's like, yes, Santa gets very angry. (laughs) I know the hard part is, is we can't play this like, this <laughs> this strategy all year long we've only got a few more days it's just like santa is so angry okay santa right now santa's just livid okay he's just mad that you're not in bed <laughs> i'm all about it sometimes oh, it's so you're just funny. like oh. um i would say though that like my biggest fail this year is that I didn't know, okay, because I'm not on top of anything this year. I didn't know that in order to do, like, the Polar Express train, um, you have to buy your tickets in, like, September. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Did you know that? Yeah, you have to be on top of that one. How did I? (laughs) (laughs) That's why we've never been. (laughs) Everybody know this. So I, I was, like, making big promises to my kids in like November. I was like, oh yeah, we are going to go on the Polar Express. (laughs) Like we're going to get on that train. It's going to take us to the North Pole. We're going to see Santa. There's going to be hot cocoa. Like I was talking it up. I was like, this was going to be the big thing. And then I went on to buy our tickets and there was no tickets 
None. Like the only tickets available were like the luxury, like $1,800 tickets. <laughs> and I was like, no, Dallin was laughing at me because I was having like a full on conniption, like trying to order these tickets and I could not order them. There was none available. I called and I left a message, like a frantic message to this like old person. I'm like, please, we need tickets to the Polar Express. And sure enough, finally believe in <laughs> no tickets. <laughs> we finally believe in Santa. Now you're telling me there's no tickets. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that was the biggest fail because almost like every day this month, my boys are like, so when are we going on the Polar Express? And I'm just like, we'll see if it comes. <laughs> we'll see if it pulls up in our yard. <laughs> Oh my gosh. May or may not come. You're oh. thrilled even with like boxes in the living room pretending like it's Polar Express. But oopsie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Up for that one. Yeah, I know. And one of my friends went on there and I saw pictures and I was like, oh my gosh, how'd you get tickets? And she's like, we bought them in September. It's like, oh, that's. Oh, it's crazy. Mom fail. Anyway, what are yours? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't even think that's a fail. I think that's just like normal, normalcy. Um, oh, mine's like a win slash fail. Mine are always a win slash fail because I feel like I can somehow pull out of it. <laughs> so first of all, a fail would be starting. I hope you guys are like not have kids around because I don't, I've already ruined this. For we something. already, we already gave the warning. So now it's on them. <laughs> so, yeah. So if, now it's on you. If this is blasting in your garden, I'm it for your kids. <laughs> I fail for me would be starting the elf. Like <laughs> I just, I feel, I feel like it's so unnecessary, but also it's been like the biggest win. Like my kids love it. Like, you should have seriously heard my kids the very first time. Well, this is part of the story. So we have an elf. And when it first came the first year, it was like a naughty elf. And it would like make messes and do little things. Mm -hmm. The next year, it like had all these like Christ-centered teachings. And we brought out all these things and treats. And it was like really magical. Mm -hmm. And then this year, it doesn't do anything but just switch positions. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say, Shay is so much more into it than I am. Like, I leave him, I give him the responsibility because he's the one that wanted to do it in the first place. So he, I'm like, this is on you. I love so, how Shay is, like, so festive. Oh, he's so fun. He's a way better mom than <laughs> <I am. laughs> So he, like, I saw him the other day. He was, like, putting the elf up on our light. Like, he had a ladder out. He was, like, going full oh. up. Full on, like, putting, like, getting string and hanging the little elf up top. And I look at it in the morning. <laughs> it literally looked like the elf was hanging from its neck. Like, <laughs> and I just kind of like, my kids came down and they were thrilled. Like, my two-year-old was just like, that's silly. And like, dying laughing. I just look at Shay and I'm like, that looks terrible. We look like we just murdered the elf. So then I decided to do some a stupid idea. I don't know why this came to me in the middle of the night, but there was like this TikTok dance that I was like, dude, I'm going to do a TikTok dance to this dumb elf and throw him out the front door. 
So while my kids were sleeping and like nap time and school time, I like climb on up there. I cut them down <laughs> from his <laughs> position and I do this little dance. It was so stupid. And then after I hung him back up and for some reason, the string like spun. So the elf like was facing the opposite direction. And I tell you what, my kids know like where they're, where his hands are, where his feet are. Like they noticed that the elf was not facing the right direction. <laughs> it's a fail. My kid comes home from school and they go talk to the elf. They'll be like, I missed you. Oh my like, God. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't share my stuff, but I missed you elf. Like they're so, they're like jingles, which is a he, she, we still don't know if it's a boy or girl. Cause we don't know what to call it, but, <laughs> but it's just like, it's just been this thing in our house. And <laughs> my kids were just like mom it moved and they were like I was mortified because I was like shiz how are they gonna like like they just caught me basically and they were like he probably just wanted to turn the other way he she <laughs> probably wanted to just turn the other way and I was like this is why we named him Jingles because we can't decide on if it's Jingles a <laughs> wanted to turn the other way okay. yeah all that matters yeah so I would say the elf is for sure a win slash fail. Like it's a win for the kids. It's a fail for the parents. It's like one more thing to worry about. And if I were to do it again, I would, it's hard because the kids love it, but Shay thinks I'm a Grinch, but I just think it's one more thing we don't have to have. We had a huge debate in the grocery store this year over yeah, the elf. Did you guys do the elf? No, not yet. Don't start it. Neither of us feel very motivated to do it. The only reason why we were even talking about it is because of our kids. I know. Well, their reactions were, are but I don't know. And your kids would like react the cutest and it would be like so worth it. But I would say if you start it, just do like hide and go seek. Don't do like the big shebang. Just like hide it and then they have to find it. Yeah. And it's great. And then they think that, the elves watching them, so they are trying to be extra nice, which helps too. We <laughs> pause for just a second. Okay. So, um, we want to do a couple more fun Christmas topics for all of you, and then we'll dive into some deeper topics on how the Christmas season is and can bring hope to us after such a tough year. So I wanted to start by chatting a little bit about some of our favorite holiday traditions that we have or are starting with our little families. Hope we can both share a few. Yeah. Um, I'll share one. Um, uh, so for the first couple of years of our marriage, we always did Christmas Eve at my husband's parents' house. And last year was the first year where... We, um, we just had all Christmas Eve to ourselves. We weren't going to visit any family. And so we kind of got to decide for ourselves, like, what does our Christmas Eve look like? And it was really fun to decide, like, because to me, I don't know about you, but to me, Christmas Eve is more exciting than Christmas Day. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not. Yeah, no, I agree. And so I was like, okay, what does our Christmas Eve look like? And so it was really fun to kind of take like a little bit of my family, a little bit of his family, and then add our own stuff in. And we were like, you know what? Let's do something different. Like let's, let's add something new. So something that we 
decided to do, and people can steal this if they want or think it's dumb, <laughs> is instead of waiting till before bed to open up new jammies, we had our kids like first thing in the morning wake up and open new jammies. And then kind of the fun thing was that we wore jammies all day. And we actually went out to breakfast in our on new jammies. Right? On Christmas Eve, yeah. Dallin and I weren't wearing jammies, but our kids got to wear jammies and we went out to Maggleby's, which is our favorite place to get breakfast because they have their amazing French toast there. And so like they opened up Christmas jammies in the morning and then they thought it was so silly that they were wearing jammies like out to go get breakfast and um, that they just got to wear jammies all day. So that was a fun new tradition. Um that we kind of came up with and added. And then another fun one that we came up with and added last year and that we'll do forever is our nativity dinner. So last year we did like a special, just like a nice dinner. It it wasn't like a full like <laughs> Christmas feast, but it was, <laughs> it was like um, just like a nice dinner. And then we put the nativity in the center of the table and did like a candlelight dinner. So all the lights were off and we just had the candlelight. So it was kind of just like a special soft feeling. And then um, during our dinner, we talked about, you know, told the story of the nativity and read it out of the scriptures. And then we just passed around the baby Jesus from the nativity. And then each person, when they held the baby, were able to talk about like what they love about Jesus and why they are grateful for him. And it was just a really sweet tradition that we kind of like, we were kind of winging it last year. We were like, let's just do some sort of like special, like spiritual dinner. And it just kind of happened how it happened. And then we were like, that was really great. Like that was the most, that was my favorite part of all of Christmas last year. And now I think we're just probably going to do that forever. I love that. I want to steal that one. I think that's so cute. Feel free. Especially because even when they're little, you can do like a little, it doesn't have to be long, but you just do like a little candlelit and they pay attention Mm -hmm. while they're eating. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were, they were like way more, (laughs) something about having a candlelight dinner. They were like, for some reason, like more behaved at dinner because they were like fascinated by the candles and I don't know. It was special. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. I totally want to do that this year. I'm going to steal that from you. Just tell me how it goes. Um, so <clears throat> I, the one I thought of that was a little bit different, maybe from a lot of other people's that we do is, um, we write down, we have this jar, it's just like a Mason jar. And so like under my tree, I have this Mason jar right now and it just says gifts to Christ. And it's what we wrote last year. So we just have like, pieces of paper and we just write down, you know, I'm going to give what gifts I'm going to give to Christ. So for maybe me, it's like, I'm going to try to not yell as much or Mm -hmm. for my kids, it's, I'm going to be, I'm going to share more or different gifts they want to give to Christ. And then we put it on a paper, put it in a mason jar. I don't even know where we saw this or where we started, but I've loved it because I mostly like it because it's like a journal. And then the Mm -hmm. next year pull out what we did last year. And we think of the things Mm -hmm. that you know, it's kind of like a check yourself. That's really you cool. You do that, you know, and do if you not, save the mason jars, like from each year, do you save them? So right now I found 
last year's and the year before I was replacing them, but I kind of, so right now I have two jars underneath the tree, but initially it was just supposed to be like the one and we take it out and then replace them. But I kind of loved seeing them. So I think what I'll do is put like the year before's into the same jar, like keep just making them maybe into smaller papers and then just like keep adding it to the jar mm -hmm. or something. But it's fun to review the years that were in the past. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. We do that on Christmas Eve. So that's kind of one of ours that's different. Everything else I, I feel like that. pretty what everyone does, like Christmas jammies and on Christmas Eve, you know, different things like that. So, yeah. That's really fun. What do you guys do for food? Because this year I was kind of writing out menus like for what we're going to eat on Christmas Eve and then what we were going to eat Christmas morning for breakfast and then Christmas Day for dinner. Like I really am super curious. Like what do you guys typically, like what are those meals like for you? What do you think? So I feel like we normally do like cinnamon rolls in the morning on Christmas Day, like something like that. But for like dinners and stuff, it's crazy because we've been, it's been different every year just because sometimes we'll go to family, mm -hmm. but we've just decided these last couple of years that we'll just do Christmas Eve and day on our own and then go see family like before and after. Um, so it's different every time. I don't think there's been like a, like a specific, my family does like a ham and stuff like that, but We've done it different every year, but I would say just like the traditional potatoes and just yummy food that we eat for dinner, but nothing crazy or special or anything. Is that what you're going to do this year? I haven't even thought about it. What are you guys going to do? Well, this, I guess this is another fan. <laughs> so I am like, <laughs> I am like almost 100% Danish. Like Denmark runs deep in my family roots. My grandma was 100% Danish and my name is Danish and like my family is Danish immigrants. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to embrace like my Danish roots. And so I was Googling and I was like, what do Danish families do on Christmas Eve and I was like, I'm going to make a Danish meal. And I Googled it and I was just like, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> what was it? it? Well, it was like duck, which oh. I don't know how to make a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I could see you trying though and like putting forth your best effort. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, so not duck. Scratch that. Next item on the list. Um, it was like boiled candied beet stew or something. And I was like, um, okay, next item on the list. <laughs> Till finally I got down to rice pudding and I was like, okay, I will make rice pudding. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Here's your Danish dish. <laughs> so I actually think I um might so I think instead I will do an ode to my grandma, my Danish grandma, and make meatloaf. Um, and we'll do that. And then, like, just yummy sides, potatoes and everything. And then Christmas Day, I think we're going to do a roast. My husband's parents live out of state right now for um, a mission. And so we're kind of in charge of, like, 
on Christmas day hosting like his family dinner. And so I'm like feeling the pressure. I'm like, okay, I gotta like make something good. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do a roast, but anyway, you can't go wrong with a roast. We all like, that's my, that's my fave. That's my so a roast. <laughs> yeah. And I'm craving that this pregnancy. So I'm like, anytime. Hey everyone, I've got great news. We are excited to welcome one of our favorite sponsors back to the show, HelloFresh. And they are offering us the best deal they've ever offered. I'm amazed. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80Mamahood and use code 80Mamahood to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Yes, you heard me right. $80. I'm shocked that they have offered us this deal. If you haven't tried this legendary product yet, let me tell you about it. Obs and I have been hooked on HelloFresh for over a year now. Their legendary meal kit delivery service is easy and stress-free because the recipes are so simple and easy to follow and all of the ingredients come in a convenient bag for you to use. There are so many delicious and nutritious options for every family with vegetarian low calorie and kid friendly recipes as well. And one of our favorite aspects of HelloFresh is that they give back with over 3.5 million meals that they've donated this year. I don't think I need to say much more honestly. We've been using them for over a year. We love them, so don't miss this deal. Again, go to hellofresh.com/80mamahood and use code 80mamahood to get a total of $80 off across 5 boxes including free shipping on your first box. little thing that I can add with traditions um I I don't know like this year I've just felt like this pull to like to like pay owed to my my hair my ancestors more and like I've been trying to find like heirloom pieces to have around for Christmas and so this year my mom gifted me the native this little nativity that is it is super old. I'm pretty sure she had it when she was a kid. Um, and she gifted it to me this year. And so now I get to have it in my home. And so I'm excited about that. That's, I guess that's not really a tradition, but just, but just something to think about too. I love that. Yeah. I meant to say too, this year we added, not added, but we've been getting the kids in their jammies because they've gotten their Christmas jammies a little bit earlier from mm-hmm. like grandparents and stuff. So we get them in their jammies and we've just been like piling in the car and we just go drive around. There's like routes you can look up for Christmas lights and stuff just because oh, we can't know where to really go with COVID and stuff. I feel like a lot of the things have shut down. So mm-hmm. we just pile the kids in the car in their jammies and we just go on routes to find houses that are lit up and really cool. And then um, on Sundays we've been having like, Christmas movie marathons and we just do like a Christmas show like Charlie Brown or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's so fun because they love it and I mean to go and like right now I'm 
almost 30 weeks pregnant. So I'm always like, I just would rather just lay here and go to bed. <laughs> but like those memories are just so sweet. Like to just get up and go do it, even if it's just like a little bit of effort or it's cold outside or, you know, you don't want to get your kids all changed. Like they remember the, like we're creating memories for them. And so I just think it's important to remember that it's our motherhood, but it's also their childhood. And exactly what you said earlier, like we can't squash the magic of it just because we're tired. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what did it for me this year was just like, okay, I totally remember my Christmas when I was like four years old. I, I definitely remember. And like Christmas is just a special time. And I was thinking about it and I'm like, am I a damaged adult? Because my parents told me that Santa was real. Like I, (laughs) (laughs) oh, this is going to get so controversial, but, but really all I have because of it is just these happy memories of like believing in magic for a few years. And I, I, I don't want to squash that for my kids. And I totally, totally support every mom in their decision to, to, to do what they want to do with, with it. But I just think that realization, like you just said, that it's their childhood and what do I ultimately want them to remember? And I just want them to remember us being fun and like making things magical for them. And you can still have these like really spiritual, special moments and these fun, magical moments too, you know, and they'll remember all of it. For sure. I love that. And I think mostly they'll just remember how it felt or what, you know, like the feeling of just even the feeling of driving in the car with the lights, like just that feeling of joy and peace. I think they remember their feelings a lot. So I love that. I love that. I love that. We said it. (laughs) Okay. So is anyone still looking for last minute gift items? I think we should go over this because I think we should just share a little bit of what we're doing just in case anyone is needing a little bit more help. I feel like a lot of people are on the ball this year though. So we'll just make this kind of short and sweet, but I think it's kind of helpful to just see what people do for Christmas and this might help with any last minute ideas. So any scrambling moms. <laughs> yeah. I, I have been. been there too. Yeah. We can't share what we're getting our spouses cause they'll hear, but Oh yeah. Maybe we'll go post it over on the Instagram page when we post this episode or something too. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to go? Yeah, you start my. Oh, me? Yeah. Um, so we, what my kids asked Santa for, which is very different than what I wanted to get them. (laughs) Um, we're letting them get like one gift from Santa that they asked him for. And so they asked him for PJ mask toys and Mickey Mouse Clubhouse toys. So that's not super exciting, but that's what they're going to get from Santa. Um, but our things that we're like really excited about that we got them is we got Hudson magnetiles. Um, do you guys have magnetiles? Yes, I love those. Yeah, he he has played with them at a couple of kids' houses and had to be, like, ripped away, kicking and screaming. And so I think he's... (laughs) He's ready for them. He needs them. Yeah, he's going to be super excited. So that's kind of his big thing, and I totally recommend that for 
toddlers. Um, Henry is getting a racetrack um, for his cars and um, which has been a long time coming. Like I feel like every time we've walked through Target or Walmart, they see those like Hot Wheels tracks and they always want them. And I'm always like, oh, are we in that phase? <laughs> and then I don't get them. But so we're finally biting the bullet and we got him like a big Hot Wheels track. Um, and he's By in the way, you can edit this out. But when my kids came to play at your house a while ago, mm-hmm. <laughs> they still talk about it. That house had the coolest toys and those boys were so fun. Like, so they, my kids thought your kids' toys were so fun. Come back and play with us again. Drive four hours for a play date, please. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, so I feel like a debate with, it's not like between, it's mostly just me thinking it, but just deciding on what Santa Claus brings and what, or what's from Santa Claus and what's from mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, like do you do the bigger gift from Santa or do you do like the bigger gift from you guys? Like I want credit. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. But so that's why I was like, you can ask Santa for one thing. Right. And everything else is going to be for mom and dad. And so I'm kind of just letting like tonight, they actually, we actually saw Santa at the, at like a shopping outdoor shopping center by our house. Um, and so just like that thing that they asked him for, like, that's what they're getting from him like that and their stocking and then everything else is from us. And so they're getting like a bunch of books from us too. And, um, I can't even remember what else they're Just getting. Santa Claus. Oh, games. We got them a lot of games because they're really into games. And so we got, we just got a ton of those like fun games, Candyland and oh, yeah. um, shoots and ladders. And there we got like a scavenger hunt game and hungry hippos. Like we just kind of got like a bunch of like the classic, like little kid games. That's so fun. What were you going to say? Um, I can't remember. Oh, does Santa Claus wrap your guys' gifts or no? Um, he's not. No, their gifts from him won't be wrapped. Oh, they're also getting, because I randomly found one on Black Friday, a wiggle car. Do you guys have a wiggle car? Yeah, we love it. So I hope that they like that. I just found one on a really good deal. And so... I feel like, so they have like an age to those, but I feel like my, even, I think it's like three and up, but my younger kids have loved it too, because they can just write it a little bit different. And mm-hmm. like the thought, the thought after thing at our house. So they'll love it. That's so fun. Um, and Emmy's getting a dollhouse. Oh, which one did you get? We got the Target um, Hearth and Home. Oh, cute. What are you going to have So they have two of them. Yeah. They have the one, and that's the, like, Joanna Gaines brand. Yeah. They have the one that's, like, a classic-looking, like, white house with, like, black shutters. You know what I'm talking about? And then they have another one that looks almost like – it looks like it's, like, three townhomes, like, Brooklyn townhomes in New York. 
city yeah. kind of. So we got that one because, you know, we love New York and like that whole thing. And so we got that one. Um, and it doesn't come with any furniture, though. So I would tell people, if you want one that comes with furniture and stuff, get the other one, the black and white one, because... That one doesn't either, though. It doesn't? No. And it if you buy, it just says to get it with, like, the um, animals and like bushes and stuff <laughs> I know but how I know I feel like you need doll like dolls so we got her she likes to play with those little um Disney princesses the animators collection where they look like they're like little girls do you know which ones I'm talking about yeah are cute. She carries those around a lot and I think she might end up playing with those primarily but we also got like a set of those calico critters. Um, oh, yeah. They're like little animal families. Mm-hmm. So cute. I didn't really get very much to go in it because she's so little I don't think she'll really care at this point. Yeah but, and then you can add to it later too. Yeah what about you though? We Like we just grabbed I had that the other one that that goes with the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have to add all of these details in this, but um, but we ended up going with the kid craft one. And it's oh, yeah. a different version, but I, I just was like so confused. I'm like, why wouldn't it come with dolls? <laughs> so the kid craft up. one is the really big wooden one, right? Yeah, but there's different kinds. So I'm not doing the one that's like huge where they have to stand, like where they need a stool. Mm-hmm. We're just doing one that's like, I mean, it's still tall, but it's just kind of like a three level thing, but it's not like this huge, ginormous thing. So I don't know. We haven't, got, we are having it shipped, so I haven't gotten it yet, but I just, the dolls, but the dolls aren't very cute. I'm like picky about what my <laughs> dolls look like. <laughs> That's why I'm like, if you find cute dolls, you have to tell me because we've been on the search. We the one, have you ever seen anywhere, they only sell them at like specialty toy shops, like at like Blick and Staffs and stores like that. But have you seen those little mice? Yes, those are cute. They're like stuffed mice kind of. And then they come with like furniture and clothes and everything. Yeah, I think those are cute too. I think those would be so cute to do. The only but. thing is my girls want, like, babies. They're just, mm. like, so into babies. So I'm trying to find, like, a little, I don't know. We're still figuring that out. <laughs> Have you seen that? So you know the Little People brand, mm-hmm. like the Fisher Price? Mm-hmm. They have a set that's literally, like, a nursery. Oh. Have you seen it? No. It's like, when we saw it, we were laughing. We are like, we should have just got this for Emmy because she's so into babies, too. But it like, it's like, it comes with like 10 babies. They're all like babies. And oh, then they have, yeah, I'll link it. And I'll also send you the link. But it has like a swing and a crib and a high chair and everything. And basically the whole kit is just like, it's like a daycare. All my girls would die over that. <laughs> I'll send it to you and we'll put it in the show notes too. Yeah, that would be awesome. Dollhouses are like a whole new world (laughs) I know and also we did not expect the undertaking of building that dang dollhouse I haven't even built ours yet (laughs) tell me that (laughs) we expected it to come and like put it together but 
I'm not kidding. And okay, I can't take credit though. Dallin built the whole thing, but like every little piece, like every doorknob, every like window shutter, everything had to be attached. It was crazy. Like, are you serious? <laughs> no. So don't do it on Christmas Eve. Don't do it on gosh. Do it before oh. Christmas Eve if you're going to do a dollhouse. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, what else are oh, you? Man, those what are what else is on your list? So we are just doing, I kind of, we've talked about this before in, in another episode, but I really like sticking to like something they want, something they need, something to wear, something to read. I just feel like Christmases can get blown out and like mm-hmm. it's just so, it's just so much. And I'm like, I just like to simplify it. So we usually do like one big gift. So like if we're needing something around the house or if we like one year we did like a bounce house cause we didn't have a finished basement. So we just like threw a bounce house downstairs and just counted that as like a gift to everybody and then did smaller gifts like to simplify it. I just hate having a ton of trinkets in my house yeah. so, or like more Legos to trip on, so, <laughs> which is fine. But like, I just, I like having just, you know, what we're actually needing. So like if my kids need a bed that year or whatever, I, I kind of use what we need as an excuse for Christmas all the time. Mm-hmm. And Mother's Day, I do it for every holiday. But I'm like, like what do we need? need this? Yeah. So, but from Santa Claus, I just try to stick to that, like read or want, need, wear, read or whatever it is, mm-hmm. because I feel like it kind of just narrows it down to what they actually need. So we're doing like a hoverboard for my seven-year-old. We're doing a dollhouse for the girls. They're just going to share that. Then we're doing helmets for everybody and then kids books. So really just simple this year. And I don't, I don't feel the need to like, feel like we have to go all out. I feel like the more simple, the better. So I'm kind of excited. Awesome. They're going to love it. Hoverboard though. I know that's why we're doing helmets. (laughs) (laughs) Help us all. I'm not looking forward to that day. Here's a question. This is off the wall question. I was talking to my sister-in-law who is starting to get into like the teenage phase. And she was like, it's just so hard to have teenage kids when you are not a parent who supports like screens and social media and all of that stuff, because that's like all teenagers want for Christmas. Like, have you thought about what kind of gifts you want to give like your older kids when they're older and it's not? Well, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of, I don't think you should give, I watched this thing from Ralphie who we've had on our podcast before, but she talks about how, um, I blocked you. I think I, I think you were blocked when I talked about this. <laughs> Sorry, Mayor. We'll, we'll talk about that later too. Back when I was blocked. <laughs> but she talks about just how like giving it as a gift, you're giving them permission to think that that's like theirs, like they, they own the phone. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my kids to feel like they own their phone. Like that's, that's, like a privilege for them to have, but I can take it back at any time, you know? So I feel like it's going to be tough. I'm not looking forward to those years, but even now I'm starting to hear things like my little guy will come home and he's like, mom, what's Minecraft? Or like, what's all this different stuff? And I'm like, 
Honestly, I don't even know. I mean, I think I even called it wrong. It's not Minecraft. It's like Minecraft. Mind. What is Minecraft? <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm choking. <coughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to those years at all. So I don't know. I'm going to have to navigate it and figure it out. I know. Dallin and I were talking about it and we're like, do we just like go on a trip for Christmas every year when our kids are teenagers? Like, seriously though. Merry Christmas. We're going to Disneyland again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. But I won't have a cell phone. Well, you get Mickey Mouse. (laughs) You're never growing out of Disneyland. (laughs) I don't know. It's going to be weird. It's a weird stage for sure. But I'm also excited. I think teenage years will be fun. I agree. Okay. Um, so on to the next section. Um, we just kind of wanted to talk about Christmas and this year. And I shared a little bit of this on my Instagram account, but I was singing to my daughter and rocking her the other night. And I was singing, Oh, Holy Night. And I came to that, and that song always touches me for a lot of reasons, but I had just never noticed this line before. I came to that line that says, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And when I came to that line, I just started crying because it is just so, like, it is such a weary world this year. It is such a weary world. And up until the week of Thanksgiving, I don't think anybody was like feeling happy. Like I think we would get on social media and we would just be bombarded with, with everything, with like every side of politics, the election and COVID and um, earthquakes and racism, riots. Yeah. And racism and um, just poverty and, shutdowns and quarantines and everything like we just fires like I just we until the holidays came it was just so weary like it really was and it still is hard but it is just really crazy to me how as soon as Christmas came it really feels like there was this little bit of hope that kind of poured into all of us. And we all kind of just became more positive and hopeful and loving to each other and on social media. And the energy just kind of shifted into this time of the season of joy and giving. And I just felt kind of that spirit of Christmas while I was singing the song to my daughter of like, yes, this is what Christmas is about. It's about bringing hope and light into our lives, no matter what the world looks like. Like, it doesn't matter if it is, like, literally the worst year ever. Um, Christmas brings hope, and the weary world can rejoice just a little bit. And so um, Aubrey had the idea for us to both kind of share kind of our year in review of, like, what 2020 looked like for us just a little bit this year and how Christmas and in general, how we've been able to find kind of peace through those ups and downs. 
Yeah. So I love too that you said that because isn't it funny how this year everybody decorated early? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not everybody, but it felt mm-hmm. like that because we all needed more Jesus in our lives. Like <laughs> we needed to feel that hope. And I, I love that just that line that you, um, I, I didn't even that I hadn't even thought about that line before, but it's so true. The whole world is feeling like it's so chaotic and what a perfect time to have hope and remember Christ. And I wanted, I kind of wanted to go down this road a little bit because I feel like we've all had a year, right? We've Mm -hmm. all had, there's been something probably for every single person. Um, I think a pandemic can throw everybody off and, and some people have been, have been just fine and it hasn't affected as much. Other people have dealt with loss or different things like that. But I thought it'd be just kind of um, helpful to just share a little bit about things we've gone through, like Mare said. And um, maybe I'll start with mine and then we'll kind of dive into yours. Okay, Mare? Is that okay? Yeah, perfect. So the things I was thinking about was um, it's so crazy because the pandemic happened like I actually saw Marin. Where were we? Where, where were we? Like at a grocery Smith's store. Myths. Yeah. The on. day the day everything was shutting down and people were like in havoc of trying to get toilet paper. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> I will never forgive people for how they acted at a grocery store. <laughs> like, okay, clearly we didn't need to do that. Insane. It was fine. <laughs> toilet paper. So dumb. Anyway, so I just, I find it so crazy that that had happened, but what's hard is that you still have to keep living, and for us, it meant that um, I had felt that we needed to get pregnant, and so when the pandemic hit, I just felt this overwhelm of fear, and I hit such a low anxiety about it that I just like, I spiraled. I was like, we are not getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still felt that, that like God was telling us that there's still another baby. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not going to just shoot that down. Um, and so we ended up getting pregnant a couple months later. So into the pandemic is when I got pregnant and it's hard. It's hard to be pregnant during a pandemic. Like there's just, everything's unknown and even doctor's appointments are different and everything just feels you're already thrown off as a pregnant person. And so it just feels off. So Mm -hmm. even people who are like going through the IVF process, I mean, my heart just goes out to so many people who are navigating all of this too. But, um, so as I've, as I got pregnant, um, I then spiraled again, where I was having like health problems. Like I was in the ER not being able to breathe and like (laughs) basically, pleading for my life to be taken because I felt like my chest was caving in so much and I, I literally couldn't breathe. I felt like I was suffocating. And so they would rule things out. Like maybe it's a blood clot. Maybe it's this, maybe it's all this. And after weeks of trying to figure it out, like weeks of feeling like I couldn't breathe. Um, it came to, we think it's just anxiety. And I'm like, (laughs) so dumb. Like like, I can't breathe. (laughs) Like my chest literally just was like, it's caving in. Like it just, it was weird to have such a physical um, manifestation of my anxiety that was just like festering inside of me. And um, there was literally a point where 
life just felt so dark. Like it felt like I didn't want to be pregnant. I was having morning sickness. I was trying to like, we, no one knew. So I was trying to, you know, keep a smile on my face and I was coaching people, other people with their mental health problems. You know, I was trying to just like literally tread water and, um, and there was a point where I literally was in bed and I was so sick and I was mentally sick <laughs> where I just pled to God. I just was like, if this is it, like, just take me. Like I just, it's so hard to not be able to breathe. And it was just, it was such a real and hard thing to go through. And yeah. what I learned from that experience is that, um, I, during that time, I figured out what is the bare minimum I could do mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. What's like, what's like a non-negotiable that I can do every single day to like get myself back up. And, um, for me, I had like kind of dove into the whole meditation stuff and I couldn't even do that. I was just like, I can't, I can't move my body. Like I just feel, I just feel so distant from God. I felt, I felt like, um, I just, I was confused where he was because it just felt dark everywhere. And so, um, I just thought, okay, what's something that I could do the bare minimum of the, the bare minimum of, so it could be just like stretching your body or, um, I don't know, you can think of a bare minimum thing for every aspect, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is. And for me during that time, I was just like, okay, the bare minimum thing I can do is lay in my bed and do like a guided meditation where I don't have to move and I can just listen to it. Like I can pop my headphone in and that's all I'm going to do. And, um, it turned out to be one of the most powerful experiences because in those moments of desperation, and I truly, truly believe this, I don't feel like anything we ever go through, um, is ever just because. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that everything we go through that's hard sanctifies us. It puts us through a process that prepares us for something more. And so in those weeks of, of struggling to breathe air and asking God to fill my lungs with air because I physically, physically couldn't breathe, um, in desperation, thinking he forgot about me and I'm just sitting here supposed to just like suffocate was the scariest feeling ever. But when I started to do the bare minimum thing, which was pop in a meditation for 10 minutes, um, I started to plead for angels to lay by me. And um, I won't go into so many details with this, but I really feel like we have that help when we ask for it. <laughs> and that is how I healed. I healed by doing the one bare minimum thing I could every day. And I pled for angels to be near me. And I think they came running. And I, I feel so grateful for that. And I think that sometimes it takes us to feel like we're physically suffocating to um, to come to our knees or to drop to our knees and realize that we can't do it all. And we have to have his help. And I think I can't help but think that maybe, I don't think God caused this pandemic, but I think he's had to allow it to happen so that he could hear more from us, so that we could fall to our knees, so that we could see what is really important 
blacks, whites, Paul, you know, all these different, all these huge issues have popped up. And I think it's to like break away the gray and to just be like, okay, who believes and who doesn't. And I think he really just wants to hear from us. And I don't know if anything from this year, my faith has been shaken a lot, but I've also felt like it's grown a ton because we can't do it without him. And I can, I still will sometimes like if I get nervous or anxious or whatever, I'll lose that breath in me. And I have to remember like, okay, like I can breathe and I can handle this. I can do this, but it's with God's help that I can do it. So I don't know. I just, that was one experience that I've had this year that I felt like, you know what? It's okay. We're going to be okay. You know, and the pandemic didn't come as a surprise to God. It's not anything that he's, he's blown away by or that he's traumatized by. Um, He's our ultimate strength. And I think that that's, that's what it comes down for me, at least to just feel that, um, that I can't do it alone. I have to have his help. So, yeah. As you were sharing that, I just like from the same song, Oh, Holy Night, that another line from the chorus just came into my mind so strong. The line that says, fall on your knees and hear the angel voices. And I just feel like that's what's happened to you. Like I've watched you just fall on your knees in meditation, in prayer, in gratitude, and just be like surrounded by angels and also just be an angel. And I absolutely know that those angels have actually been there with you through all of that. And what a cool just witness you can have now of angels and help from heaven. Even if you had to go through literally, I can't even imagine suffocating, you know? I love that. I won't ever listen to that song the same. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing, Obs. I think it's also just unreal how you can be battling all year, like your own mental health stuff, and then be here advocating for other moms and trying to help them get through their own mental health. And in a way, I think that's why like so many moms do flock to you and come to you for that help is because you guys are kind of trudging through together instead of this like unreachable goal of like perfect mental health, perfect mental health, you know, like they know that you're right there in it with them, like in the trenches, like we always say, right. We're right in the trenches. Mm -hmm, Totally. And I'm on the journey right along with everybody for sure. Thanks for saying that. I want to hear yours though, Mayor. I think we should dive dive into your side of things. Um, I don't think, like, I just have to say, like, I firmly do not believe that my year has been harder than your year or my next door neighbor's year or anybody else's year. I, 
a while ago had someone say to me, and I don't even know who it was, that like the hardest thing anybody goes through is the hardest thing they've ever gone through. And it feels just as hard to them as the hardest thing you've ever gone through feels to you. Because to each person, that's the hardest thing they've ever gone through, if that makes sense. And so to me, this year cannot be compared among people. Like I, I have heard moms and other people talking amongst themselves and being like, well, everybody's saying this year sucks for them, but, but it really sucked for me, you know? And I've heard people make jokes about that. But the thing is like, everybody has had a hard year and it's been just as hard for everybody. And um, I just think that we can get so much further by recognizing that. Like if the hardest thing someone had to go through this year was staying home and quarantining, that was hard. And we all had to do that at some point. You know, if the hardest thing someone had to do was miss their mother's funeral, wow, that sucks really bad. And that was hard. You know, like it's just, it's all been so hard. And I think the best thing we can do is just put our arms around each other and just say like, we we can get through this together. And I hope that we've all come out of all of this loving each other more instead of comparing and pitting ourselves against one another. Like, I really hope we can come out of that, out of this with that in mind. I love that thought. Um, but so my year has also been challenging and um, it started, it actually started a year ago in December. Um, it was actually December 5th a year ago that I went into the hospital because the left side of my body had gone completely numb and it had gone. I noticed like my foot was asleep. I'm saying that in quote on quotation marks. Um, as we were like visiting my husband's grandparents after Thanksgiving, like the week after Thanksgiving, we were like doing our rounds visiting my husband's grandparents. And I was like, my foot's asleep. <laughs> like, this is weird. It just has been asleep for like hours. And you're like, <laughs> I know, like that feeling of like needles in your foot, you know? Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, let's just like go to bed and sleep it off. And like, you know, like most weird things that happen in our body, we can always sleep it off. Like weird headaches, sleep it off. Weird, like, Mm -hmm. backache, sleep it off, weird itch, sleep it off. Like we can always just sleep things off usually. And so I was fully expecting to like wake up the next day and it would be gone. But I woke up the next day and I had that like needly, tingly, numb feeling up to my knee. And I was like, what in the heck is going on? Like, this is so weird. And I, it was just like not on my radar that anything could be seriously wrong with me, like at all. And, um, so anyway, long story short, it ended up getting like all the way up my leg by the end of the day. And I was like, I'm concerned. 
like, this is strange. And obviously I got on Google, even though I'd been like resisting it all day long. And immediately I'm reading tumor and stroke and MS and all of these like horrible things. And I was just completely freaked out. But the least concerning thing that I read was like B12 deficiency. And I was like, oh, sweet. That's what's going on. So I set an appointment with my um, thyroid doctor for the next day. And I went in the next day, he tested my blood and he comes back and he's like, your B12 levels look great. I'm going to be honest. I'm concerned. I don't want to freak you out, but this could be a tumor. This could be a stroke. This you could be about to have a stroke. This could be MS. I think you need to go to the hospital. And um, so we were like, the hospital? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like, what? No way. Like, it's Christmas time. Like, no, we're not doing this. And so I, we, we went to the hospital anyway. They did a MRI of my brain and found nothing, nothing in my brain. And so they're like, okay, there's not a brain tumor or a stroke happening. Um, let's check your like hip and your leg and see if you have some sort of like pinched nerve or like blockage in there. So anyway, nothing there. And so they sent me home and we were like, okay. And they were like, just see if it goes away. Um, we're not seeing anything. See if it goes away. The only other thing it could be is like a tumor on your spine or MS. Um, But you'll know if that's the case, if the numbness doesn't go away in another 24 hours. So we waited. And then the next day I was taking a bath. You know how I love baths. And I sat in the bath and it was a very hot bath. And it was the weirdest experience of my life because I sat down in the bath and I could feel the heat of the bath on the right side of my body but the entire left side of my body could not feel the bath, the heat of the bath at all. Like even all the way up my stomach was not feeling the heat of the bath. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And so we went to the emergency room that night and they ran all kinds of MRIs. And if you were talking about anxiety, like, do not go into an MRI machine for four hours with no anxiety medication. Just don't do it. It's not good. I came out of that very traumatized. <laughs> but um, so they ran four hours of MRIs on my brain and on my spine and on then they did contrast and all of that. And um, they came back and we're just like, we're admitting you to the hospital Um, We found something on your spine. Um, And that moment was, I would say, surprisingly, surprisingly, considering everything that's happened since then, that was the worst night that I've had um, in the past year was the night that they told me I wasn't going to go home. I asked them for how long and they said, I don't know. And I had a nursing baby at home 
and two boys at home. And I said, who's supposed to take care of my kids? And turns out when they're concerned for your life, they don't really care about that. <laughs> and I, that was the worst night of my life. Um, and I didn't know if I had a tumor. I didn't know if I was having a stroke. I didn't know if I had MS. I didn't know anything. And they admitted me to this hospital room and told me that I would know more in the morning and they would run more tests in the morning and try and get some sleep. And eventually Dallin had to go home and be with our kids and relieve my sister. And I just laid there alone in the hospital room in the dark. And I've never cried that hard in my entire life. It was the darkest moment of my entire life. I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, I didn't know if I was going to be in the hospital for days or weeks or hours. I didn't know if I was going to die. I didn't know if I had cancer. They were acting so frantic about it and giving me no, basically no information. And I hate being away from my babies. And I was like extremely engorged um, because my little daughter was at home and was still completely 100% breastfed and she wasn't allowed in the neurology floor. And like, it was just a nightmare. And I asked them for a breast pump and they didn't have a breast pump. So I was, I like went into the bathroom at one point in the night and was trying to like express milk and was just like sobbing. It was a horrible, horrible night. And, um, the reason I'm sharing this is because at one point I just cried out to God in a way that I've never, ever, ever cried out to him before. And I can just promise all of you that are listening that when we ask him to send help and angels and to be with us, he really does hear us and answer us because in that moment, I just didn't think I could recover mentally from that experience. But I was surrounded by angels and help and I felt peaceful even for a moment. And um, that was at Christmas time too. <laughs> that was Christmas time last year. And one of the amazing nurses came into my room really early in the morning the next day and turned on Christmas music and opened up the blinds and let sunlight in. And ever since that nurse did that for me, there has just been angel after angel after angel, seen angels living here on earth and angels unseen that have just come to my aid over and over and over and over. One of them I'm staring at right now. And I, we, just as we've been talking about angels, I have to just say that they're real on this earth and, and not on this earth. And the biggest lesson that I've taken from this year, from my semi-truck accident where um, angels literally caught me as I had to jump out of my car and help me 
not be deadly injured. Um, and angels that have come in the middle of the night when I've been asking Dallin to help me because I'm extremely dizzy or I can't feel my hands or my feet or um, I can't see um, or times where I'm having like a lapse in my memory um, all caused from my MS diagnosis that happened after my hospital visit. It's just been angel after angel after angel. And um, that's my takeaway. And um, I, don't, I don't know what more you want me to share. If anything, I don't feel like there's more I can share. <laughs> but um, the angels are real and, and they're helping us. And there are so many, so many people helping us through all of our struggles. Um, and oftentimes I feel like we go throughout our life without recognizing them or without seeing them or giving them credit. But um, I just, I want to give them credit. I want to give them more credit um, for the help that they've given me this year. I love that. I love Oh, I'm over here with like tears going down my eyes because I haven't even heard of half of that story. And um, Marin is so just like humble and strong and you wouldn't even know that she's been dealing with all of this and she'll casually just be like, oh, I just got hit by a semi today. <laughs> but she <laughs> has been fighting and there's so much more even to what she's gone through this year too as far as so many different things. I mean, you guys have moved lots of different job changes. I mean, just so many different things that their family has gone through. And I love what she said, of course, like everyone's hard is their hard, but I have also felt like Marin's has been really hard. This <laughs> has been really hard. And I think that you need to give yourself credit for that too. And knowing that your hard has been so hard. Um, a couple weeks ago, I just had this really strong impression to um, help Marin a little bit more. And a few of you have probably seen this online, but um, there's a treatment and Marin can probably talk more in depth about this, but there's a treatment that she can do that she needs to do um, earlier than later to help with her MS. And so we have started a um, fundraiser for her and what initially started is like a $10 for it. We called it 10 for Marin and, um, and whew, this makes me cry. It's been so cool to be like the facilitator of it because I've been able to see um, so many amazing people um, from $1 donations to $1,000 donations in helping her um, to be able to do this treatment for her tiny little body that she needs so bad. Um, so, so I'm going to put a plug in for this because Marin like just won't. And I just want to, I just want to make it so that we can band together. I know there's power in numbers and when we can all just like help each other out, it just is incredible. And it's been so incredible to see the angels who have come 
who don't even know Marin personally, who love her so much um, and have been been changed by her or have just felt a connection with her. Um, <clears throat> but what we're doing is we are trying to raise $50,000 for this treatment that will help her. And she in no way knew about this. I kept this <laughs> a secret for as long as I could. Um, and we ended up surprising her and telling her how much we've raised. I think it's, I think we're at like 20,000 now. Um, but I know we can get this funded for her and I know she's going to just kill me that I'm like making this plug for that, but I really feel like we need, we need to get this for her and get it, get her the treatment that her little body needs. And, um, I know that she's so humble and like, probably doesn't even want me to mention it, but I really feel like I want to, and I want to put it in the show. I'm going to make Dallin put it in the show notes because I just felt like this really strong impression that, um, she is, their family is, um, this is something that we can put so much good towards. Marin does so much for so many and she would never in a million years even think that someone would even do this for her. She would never expect this of anybody, but I really just want to make it happen for her and her family. And I'm going to leave a link for sure in the show notes. Me and Marin didn't plan on any of this conversation to happen, but I just think we all can be angels to each other. And this is just one more way. Um, yeah. And I, I guess I just want to use this opportunity because this is probably the most the way I can get the most people to hear me and saying thank you. Um, it's really hard to, to find the words to say thank you when people are so giving. And um, I'm a part of a Facebook group of like 30,000 people who are all trying to get this treatment done. It's essentially a cure for MS. And so I really appreciate Aubrey for kind of heading up this fundraiser. And I want to do everything that I can um, to think everybody who's willing. And I know that every dollar comes just from somebody who cares. Anyway, I'm getting all weepy again. Perfect. It's hard to be a receiver of it. And so thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your story. And I feel passionate about it. And I feel passionate about um, the disease as well. Just, I think it's important to raise awareness about it too. So thanks for explaining all of that. And I'm excited. We're going to band together as moms to make it happen. So we love you, Marin, and we're excited to have something, some kind of hope, that thrill of hope coming soon in such a crazy time. So it'll be so good. Thank you. Um, I guess let's just end on a little Christmassy note. Um, and you you had talked brought up talking about Mary and how Christmas makes you think about Mary. And I was jotting down a few thoughts about this. And I just, our podcast is about motherhood. Basically everything we write about, speak about, everything we do from the second we wake up till the second we go to bed and even through the night is revolved around motherhood. And all of this, started with a woman being called to motherhood. It all started with just a woman being called to the job of being a mom. And I just think it's overwhelming and beautiful and awe-inspiring that in order to bring Christ to the earth to save us, 
God needed to call a mother. And I think that that says a lot about um, the importance of who we are as mothers. And there's a big lesson to learn in that, in the story of Mary. Yeah, I I mean, that's what I think of when whenever we talk about, I just, I see so many parallels and I think we should link that video. I think Dallin's dad helped with it. That well, He like headed it up. Yeah. yeah, I saw him. That's awesome. Video. <laughs> you can link that in the show notes too because it is so beautiful and you can feel, I mean, you see her, you see Mary even have a contraction mm-hmm. and like as she's going through the whole process, I just, I have just felt like so connected to her with that. But even those who can't physically bear children or things like that, I still feel like there's still such a deep connection where whether you're a mom to Christ or a mom to, or you're an aunt to a child, like we have these specific roles that, that are so parallel with Mary. And I just, I have always been so fascinated with her. I find her so just extraordinary. And every time I see birth photos, I used to collect them every year and, and post them because I just think there's so much beauty in that first moment. And I can't, I can't even imagine what that first moment when she gave birth to Christ was like. Um, just the responsibility that we all feel as mothers, but also that love and for offering her body to someone who would offer his back is just so powerful to me and something that I just, I think is so, I don't know. I don't have words for it. I just think that um, it's just a beautiful image. It's a beautiful thought. And mm-hmm. even if we're, you know, whatever stage of motherhood we're in or we're trying to have baby, whatever it is, there's so much to connect to Mary with. And I think it's kind of fun to think about. Yeah, I love it so much. It is, you know, Christ did something for all of us that is just like indescribable and there's no, absolutely no way that any of us can do anything like that in return for him. But the only person who really came close was Mary when she bore him and delivered him. And I think that there's a lot of symbolism there, though, in the sacredness of motherhood, in the sacredness of what we do as moms and the sacrifices that we make and um, the similarities between motherhood to Christ in our everyday life. Um, and also in that, like you said, in that delivery process, that is a, is a really great video. I love that it shows her like breathing through her labor and um, singing to her baby after he was born. It's it's, yeah, go watch that video, you guys, and show your families. That's a good, like, Christmas Eve one, too. I think we'll rewatch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. so, anything else? I think that's it. I feel like I've, we <laughs> always have episodes where we, <laughs> where we cry and then laugh our heads off and then cry and then laugh. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think it's been good. We've missed you guys, and we love connecting with you. and. Um, Marion's going to be taking over more on the Instagram page so she can 
connect with you more over there. I know it's kind of been a ghost town over there, but I'm excited to see more coming from that and just more exciting things coming. There's a lot coming in the new year and um, it's going to be really good. We're so grateful for all of your support throughout this entire year. We know it's been hard for everybody and you see us as human beings <laughs> and are willing to forgive us when we're spotty and then come right back and be a part of this again. And that means the world to us. And we hope that as the new, as we go into the new year, that that will continue. And um, we hope that you'll um, come and find us over on other ways where we can connect with you more personally, where we're not just talking at you. <laughs> I know. Um, we're over on Instagram, like we said, at um, the Mamahood, and also our just our individual Instagrams are Aubrey Grossen and Marin Troupe. I almost said my maiden name. What the heck? What is your maiden name? <laughs> Wilson. Oh, hey, I'm related to some Wilsons. Maybe we're related, Mark. What if we're cousins? I know we should pull up our What thing. if we're sisters? <laughs> I bet we are. We're both short. I know. We both Makes sense. <laughs> I never thought anybody was as like tiny as me until I met Obs. And then <laughs> oh I'm like, God. oh, another tiny person exists <laughs> in this world. Oh my gosh. No way. <laughs> we are on uh, my level, which is kind of fun. We are at the same level. It's funny. So we hope you all have a Merry Christmas. We hope that this episode brought you some laughs and some just Christmas cheer. And also, so hopefully you feel the hope and peace that is Christ and Christmas and um, know that we love all of you. And we truly, truly do. We don't just say that. We we really, really do. Um, and so, yeah. Merry Christmas. Christmas. We love you guys. Did we sing? Are we going to sing? We love <laughs> the end of the song. Marion's always roping us into this. I'm always singing at the end. Should we? <laughs> Aubrey had to listen to like five minutes of my little boy singing Santa Claus is coming to town today. <laughs> that was so cute. He's so cute. All your kids are so cute. That is the thing. That's their favorite song. You better not. Watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. And they yell it at each other now. The other day I heard Henry yelling at Hudson, you better not pout. <laughs> I love it. Like, well, at least one sort of message is sinking in here. You can't squash the magic. <laughs> That's what the magic is about. Better not pout. 